Welcome to another Symantec Executive Spotlight podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Spencer, Senior Director of Customer Relationship and Publishing Programs, as well as Editor-in-Chief of CIO Digest, Symantec's quarterly publication containing strategies and analysis for senior and C-level IT professionals worldwide. The following contains excerpts of a conversation that I had with Rhonda McLean, the Global Chief Information Security Officer at Barclays Global Retail and Commercial Banking. Rhonda and her team have been busy at work since she joined the company in 2007, rolling out a next-generation information security infrastructure. Barclays, a global enterprise, was founded in 1690, has more than 147,000 employees worldwide, operations in 50-plus countries, and serves more than 42 million customers. Rhonda has a 20-plus year career in information security at assignments at the Boeing Company, Bank of America, and most recently at Barclays. So, uh, well, thank you for joining joining me today. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Um, well, maybe a good good starting point will be for you to just tell us a little bit about your career. Uh, this is the highlight of my career right now, uh, being with a global organization that's very focused on really the globalization aspects of it. I mean, we talk a lot about being global and how the world is going global, but being a part of an organization who is actually very focused on delivering that dream in, in the environment around financial services and banking and services is, I'd say right now, this is the highlight of my career. So how did you get into security? You've been doing this for 20 years. So you have, you're, <laughs> you're, you're one of the foremost experts, thought leaders in this space. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I love a challenge, and um, I had multiple technology roles and multiple leadership roles when I was at the Boeing Company, and uh, I was known as a problem fixer. So um, basically... Security. I got asked about taking a, uh, I was on a, an executive rotation program where we were moved around from various uh, organizations to develop our general management capabilities and skills. And I love the idea of fixing problems. It's just a great thing. And I went into security and I found, you know, every day you come in, there's something different. There's something new. So for people who love to constantly be thinking out of the box, trying, it's almost like playing a game, uh, trying to be ahead of the next move. Uh, and then how do you leverage that and then bring that back to the business as a business value and, and really connecting those dots? Uh, it was just such a, a wonderful uh, opportunity for me to leverage the things that I enjoyed doing every day. So I actually was in that role for a very long time, five years, which is a long time in, in the career at, at Boeing, and had been asked to move, uh, been given several opportunities, kept saying, no, you know, I like getting up every day. I can't wait to get to work because I have something new to think about. And um, that's when I decided to go into uh, to really make security my career, really make risk management, security, resiliency, keeping systems resilient, and having that challenge as a career. So it was it was a career choice. So my options were, did I stay at Boeing and become, go up as a general manager type person? Or could I take what I was learning and I had learned uh, 
through a wonderful, great company and aerospace and, and the security around uh, what we needed to do with globalization and suppliers and the complexities that you get into with, with uh, complex organizations and products. How could I leverage that for my next career move? And so I really chose, I thought, banking is where it's at. So every channel that we have to deliver banking services, whether it's telephone, uh, internet, at, at the uh, teller, offer, you know, uh, in the bricks and mortar, we have to have uh, great security and trust and manage the privacy and capabilities of all the delivery of those services. So for me, uh, this is the pinnacle. This is a, a pinnacle industry to be able to deliver security services. So, you know, it's the challenge that you had at Boeing and I'm sure a challenge you have here in terms of translating the, the business of security to the rest of the business, explaining the relevance of the various security initiatives and the IT spend associated with it and so forth. How, how do you go about doing that? Well, you know, it's very important to see the world through the eyes of the beholder. And if you step back and you think about as a customer, okay, and I'm a customer. I'm a customer of banking services and financial services. And uh, delivering that message is through the eyes of the customer, I think, is, is one way to do that. There's also um, through the eyes of the colleagues and the employees of the company. Um, you know, I think that sometimes uh, we don't often think about the experience that as security and resiliency and, and uh, risk managers, think about what does the services, how do the services we provide, how are they viewed by our employees? Are they easy to use? Do we make it transparent for them? But yet, do we make sure that we're doing the right things and we're controlling the environment so we deliver on the promise of security. And then I think we also have to look through the eyes of the shareholder. And so I think when you're you're thinking in terms of the communications to the executives and getting the buy-in, the more you can look at things through the eyes of the customer or the eyes of the the, uh, the people who have to use your systems, whether it's employees or customers, but also through the eyes of the shareholder, keeping in mind your fiduciary responsibilities. Um, I think it's not that hard of a sell, quite frankly. So the, in terms of business drivers or business challenges that the security initiatives address, how do you measure that up front in, in translating and in convincing that you know this is the right right technology plan for the company for the next year, next three years, and then do you go back and do you measure the actual results and, and report that to ex executive management on well, the flipping uh, side of the equation? Yeah. I, I, uh, I do. I think you need to do several things in, in the process. One is, is um, you need to know your audience and you need to know the business strategy so that as you're developing your uh, risk strategies and your security strategies, and, and I'm, I'm a big believer in thinking about resiliency with security, uh, is that uh, you really align that to the overall business strategy uh, so that there is a direct linkage between product services, expansion plans, all those kinds of things uh, need to be 
considered and reinforced through the strategy that you lay out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm a big believer, I'm a Six Sigma person, mm-hmm. so I like facts and data to, to drive decisioning. So we can use that data to help us modify and think, do we need to move something forward? Do, can, you know, can we wait a little longer here? Do we need to modify? Do we have certain hot pockets? I mean, I'm thinking globally here that I need to pay more attention to perhaps more quickly. So that helps you with your strategic, but tactically and operationally, if you don't deliver and execute, you're not going to maintain the buy-in. And so you have to be able to deliver operationally. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, we are a global company. I would like to be able to go into any country and any company and, and uh, be able to talk in terms of international standards so that we're speaking the same language. We're not making this up as we go. So we have chosen to use uh, the ISO 27001 and to standards as our framework and basis for really looking at those elements uh, that we need to include in our overall program. How we measure that is um, multi-forms, but at the highest level we use the COBIT maturity model. Mm -hmm. And we take all the ISO major elements and we rate ourselves against where we are in a maturity life cycle. So at Boeing, you're in a number of different roles and touch various aspects of the business. How have you taken that experience and, and leveraged it to your advantage in the security space? I think leadership. Okay. Uh, I think um, working with a variety of people, working on a variety of business objectives, and um, surrounding yourself with the best and the brightest people and leveraging the strengths and weaknesses and the diversity that a team can bring is absolutely, to me, the foundation of success for everything. And um, I learned a lot about leadership and uh, the value of having diversity of thinking. Having a common purpose, and when you when you you know, finally make a decision, everybody getting on board with that decision and executing and delivering on that vision. But having that diversity of thought, the diversity of ideas, I think, is really something that I've learned a lot about at that company because there was just brilliant people there uh, and a lot of different uh, problems that had to be solved, engineering problems that had to be solved. So it was a great experience from that standpoint. And we had some great leaders. I was part of the triple seven and just that experience alone uh, the leadership that it took to deliver that airplane in basically two years from design bill fly took immense leadership and immense dedication and focus Uh, so I think the leadership aspects was probably the highlight for me there just seeing how other leaders did it and trying to emulate the things that I thought they did well and so what are some of the, obviously leadership is important when you're hiring you know, different different leaders on your team. What are some of the attributes that you look for? Uh, I look for someone who's a team player, who uh, has 
an attribute of trusting in teamwork that that they're coming in with the the idea that they're going to trust their colleagues and you know they're going to build trust with their colleagues. Uh, I, I look for uh, people who are very execution focused and operationally focused. Uh, I want want really on that leadership team people who have not only talked the talk but have actually had to deliver and um, eat the dog food, so to speak. In terms of your team here, I know you're still a work in progress almost. Tell us a little bit about how you've gone about building your team here at Barclays and where you're headed from that standpoint. Well, I'm excited about our team. Uh, We have uh, complete commitment around our strategies from, from all the lines of business. They've all bought in to the strategies and the, te- the tactical things that we need to be thinking about and doing as we improve uh, our capabilities. I mean, Barclays is a great company to begin with. This, to me, is, is just taking us to the next level. And so we've done um, some recruiting of some top talent, uh, which I'm just totally thrilled about. To, to have a part of our team. So we've pretty much, and it's diverse, we've, we've brought people from uh, Australia, the United mm-hmm. States, uh, we've got you know, people on our team from um, you know, people in Africa, people in, <laughs> in um, you know, the, the uh, UAE and uh, Singapore. We're, you know, we're all over the world, so we, we really are uh, bringing together, I think, a world-class uh, group of people and, and the leadership team I'm really proud of we've just um, pretty much I, I think brought some of the top talent in here in the last year and the global nature of Barclays adds complexity obviously to the, the challenges that you, you your team needs to tackle can you talk a little bit about about those well globalization is an interesting is an interesting topic to me um, you know being a, a global organization and, and Obviously, Boeing was a big global organization, and it was interesting to me. This truly is a global company. I mean, and being for me personally located in an international company in an international country myself right now is a wonderful career experience. But it does present challenges because you're dealing with different cultures, different expectations around delivery. Uh, what would be acceptable perhaps in uh, some cultures or uh, might not be acceptable in others. So, uh, you know, a simple one would be, you know, perhaps images, taking photos of someone would not be acceptable in some cultures. And so you have to be culturally sensitive, I think, as we're thinking about solutions that we deliver. That makes complete sense. So, at a high level, I know we can't delve into the specifics, but what are some of the key initiatives that your your team's been working on or will be working on? Um, well, let's let's talk a little bit about data. How about data? Sure. Okay, because data, um, uh, I think data to me is kind of the thing that a lot of people have overlooked. I mean, for a long time, you know, historically, I think we've uh, really focused on network security and how do we keep people out. Okay, and to your point about globalization and partnerships and customers, where now those lines are very, very blurred, where we need to open up capabilities and the ability to exchange information. So I think 
uh, protecting the information and knowing what information you have and the sensitivity of that information, uh, being able to know where that data is located, uh, who has access to that data, and what entitlements do they have, uh, do you have appropriate segregation of duties. I mean, we've recently seen a couple of huge incidents uh, as a result of um, obviously some problems in, in not knowing those things that can cause for companies uh, when they don't know those things. But also, where is your data going? Okay, And then what are they doing with that data? So um, I, I, I would say data, uh, the whole issue around data at rest and data in motion is a big focus area for us right now. Uh, and with the global nature of this, uh, I mentioned, you know, different countries have different regulations about perhaps what data can go across different borders or outside the countries. Tools that allow us to more automatically ensure that we maintain compliance, such as, such as the data leakage tools or data uh, I'm thinking specifically of the, the Vontu tool. Mm -hmm. uh, I think those kinds of things help us enable uh, going in and executing on these business strategies at the same time ensuring that we have appropriate controls in place that uh, helps us sleep at night. You know, it makes the job easier. It takes less manual efforts for us to stay on top of it. And I think the more that we can automate uh, the data, uh, really the data uh, compliance or data at least data awareness or, you know, the management of that data, where those things are going and how they're being used, is really a huge business enabler. And uh, the automation of that is a huge cost reducer. And you've actually used Sigma to measure the results of some of these initiatives uh, that you've, you've automated then? We're in the process of doing hmm. that. Interesting. Yeah. And then that will be communicated to, to, the, to the management team? Yeah. Well, you know, we're in the process of, because uh, I don't want to give you the impression we really know how to do all this measuring in sig at a sigma level yet. As part of our strategy is to implement alongside, as we roll out capabilities, how do we measure that for effectiveness. And so in some cases it will be more of a sigma type of measure, or it might be just a reporting mechanism that says, uh, to help us identify either uh, business process issues, mm -hmm. which I think has extreme value, again, of connecting dots. Uh, I think when the security executive can help the business connect the dots for how they're doing business, if you see things like a data flow problem, data motion issue, and the question comes up, it was a business process that was put in place and for probably good reasons maybe 10 years ago, but the business has moved on. All of a sudden, if you can give the business that visibility, hmm. business can then take action on it and say, hey, does this make sense for us? Or, you know, do we have a better way now that we want to do that business? So I think you really, again, on the measurement, how you measure this is in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. Because the business guy may say, Help me understand uh, where you know where all the the uh, opportunities are for me to streamline data flow. Mm -hmm. Okay, and co collect other MI that might help them make business decisions. Mm -hmm. 
the finance guy may be looking at a different different set of metrics. Yeah. So you, again, you have to really think about what it is you you really want to provide to help that business. But in our organization, we're looking at how do we take that though and make it meaningful to the business. Because hmm. at the end of the day, they have to adopt. We can put in a lot of tools, but we need the business to be passionate also about the business value of that. Mm -hmm. So really understanding from their perspectives, again, the eye of the beholder and looking at it through the eyes of the customer, okay? Whether that's your internal customer or your external customer, I think is really critical. The same project has different implications for Certainly your different does. constituents. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think, too, the real opportunity is connect those dots, mm -hmm. okay? So, uh, you know, in thinking about the, the, the data, data in motion issue, you know, as we, we look at that, we're looking at, well, how, what are all the protocols we're using to have data in motion? Are there opportunities to, uh, you know, perhaps streamline and reduce overall costs with network costs associated with supporting perhaps a lot of protocols when maybe less would do. No. So connecting those dots and leveraging what is thought of as a security tool to really help us be a better organization, a better well-run, managed organization, and support our, our, uh, business, our business partners and our technology partners so that they have the MI to make these decisions just as a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Now you have huge number of endpoints as an organization that presents a number of different security challenges. Can you talk a bit about, about those? You know, endpoint, uh, endpoint to me is where we see a lot of convergence and a lot of opportunity for convergence. Uh, obviously, when you think about endpoints, I think about it beyond the endpoints of our own border, of our own employees, okay? All of our customers have endpoints as well. Okay, yeah. so I think of the endpoint opportunity uh, as hugely significant. Uh, just the computing power of the endpoint now. So it, it you know, endpoints have become very, very powerful, and, and they really are uh, huge transport systems. They're like spaceships that can take us to all kinds of interesting places we want to go. Uh, but, you know, making sure that we can converge and reduce the footprint but yet still manage uh, and uh, make sure that that endpoint device is resilient and secure and but yet friendly. Mm -hmm. Controls and, and governance models, uh, compliance, IT policy, compliance and so forth, those are also challenges in your space. You have to have them. <laughs> I think that, I think having the rules of the road uh, are, are really important so that you, you know, you have a clear framework of what the rules of the road are. Uh, but I think the real challenge is, is helping people understand why the rules are important. Not just the what they need to do and how they need to do it, but the why. I think the question of why is probably one of the key components of getting adoption. 
you can have all the policy you want. But if people don't uh, understand why you have that policy and why it's important. Um, They'll find ways to circumvent yeah, it. they will. <laughs> and it needs to be, that's why, too, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, I'm so focused operationally on the impact. Uh, and I think that um, the more, you know, my job is, and I've used this, I've used this, actually analogy for many, many years. I know it's been quoted a couple times in books, but many years ago I used an analogy about uh, why cars have brakes. And, um, you know, most people's answer at the time was, so you can stop the car. And that's not why cars have brakes. They have brakes so you can go fast. <laughs> You only apply the brakes <laughs> when you're ready to stop or slow down. Hmm. But the objective of the car is to go fast. Hmm. And I think that's true for us as well. And being able to enable the business to go fast, but do it smartly, and uh, make sure that we have the seat belts and the airbags and the, the uh, the brakes when we need them are important, but to not lose focus on what the objective was. The objective was to get from one point to the other. So you talked a little bit about the you know proactive security monitoring assessments and using that as you work on your different initiatives. Uh, I think you have managed security services. Can you talk a little bit about the the, the reasons behind uh, engaging our organization for, for that service and what value that delivers for you? Well, you know, managed security services, I think, is a great way, especially in a global organization, that, uh, and, and in our case, I think, you know, Semantic being a global organization also was very, very important to us in our decision process. We needed a partner who, who understood the business, understood and had depth of uh, experience, global experience, who understood culturally the global nature of monitoring and managed services uh, in various countries was really important to us. And it's a great way for us to supplement uh, our talented team uh, with, you know, being backed up by another organization and partner who can really help us uh, stay ahead mm-hmm. and um, that to us was part of our overall strategy and we, we're also looking at total cost of ownership mm-hmm. and you've you obviously use outside consulting services uh, for different initiatives to help you know guide your direction for implementation support and so forth can you talk about the thought processes that go behind when you decide to outsource that task or to engage someone as a partner on a particular project? Yeah, it's uh, because we do supplement uh, just because of the growth and our expansion and, and um, uh, we do supplement it and we look for uh, a couple of things. Obviously we're looking for that partner who is going to come to us and be very proactive. Uh, about being at the table and understanding our business needs and our overall strategy and and and, and to 
be frank about it, some companies have better niches than others. I actually appreciate a consulting firm that will come back and say, you know, that's not our sweet spot. But, you know, I know somebody that does do that, and let me make an introduction. I, that that vendor usually, that, that partner goes up every, in my mind, when, when they're willing to do that. And I think part of the, that's being customer oriented, okay, is if you don't have the best uh, talent to bring at the time, or that's not your sweet spot, being willing to say that and being willing to help me and our organization find that sweet spot uh, organization that can deliver that. I also have a real bias for uh, consulting firms who have operationally delivered. Hmm. Um, I don't want a, a room of great thinkers and talkers. I'm looking for organizations that have actually experienced the delivery and view it from the eyes of the customer. Uh, to me, that's a real critical component. So that, that to me, is, is a real important thing. And being nimble is another thing. The globalization aspects of it, in our particular case, being a global company, uh, is very, very important. I, I like having the relationship manager and knowing I can pick up the phone and, and uh, or they're picking up the phone and saying, hey, I know you're going you know, you've got a, a, a business opportunity in a, a new country or a new capability that's coming online. I'd like to talk about how we can help you with that. So I'm looking for that that partner that's really in tune with where we're going and where we're headed and help me think ahead. You look back on your what, on your career, what are a couple of the, you mentioned the 777 initiative you worked on at Boeing, but what are a couple of the, the key successes that you've had? I, I think think um, being a part of, of seeing the actual delivery to the customer, whether it's a 777, whether it's a new internet banking capability, a new way to, um, you know, authenticate, but, you know, I think Barclays, we've been very innovative uh, with protecting our customers uh, through very robust authentication, uh, and being a part of I think those, to me, those are the highlights. Those are the successes. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then also, uh, to me, we've had some great, I've had been surrounded by some great people, and seeing those people, uh, the people that I've had on various teams, go on and do, move their careers up, get new opportunities, get new challenges, to me, that's also been part of the success. I really I really enjoy seeing that happen and and being a part of that in some way. Well this has been a very enlightening and interesting conversation. I appreciate your time today. Well thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to another Executive Spotlight podcast brought to you by Symantec. For other Executive Spotlight podcasts, check out go.symantec.com forward slash e SP. For more than 200 Symantec podcasts, go to www.symantec.com forward slash podcasts. 
And for more information on Symantec business solutions, check out www.symantec.com forward slash business. Symantec Software and Services, helping you to secure and manage your information-driven world against more risk at more points, more completely and efficiently than with any other company. Symantec, confidence in a connected world.